I'm the first person to give you a little champagne. First person on this birthday to well, give me some champagne. Well, this is 30. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? No, it's actually amazing. Your 20s, you're just still kind of like, you know, acting a fool. <laughs> just out here. But 30 is like, okay, now I've lived a third of my life. And actually now I want to be like a... Person who can contribute to society yeah, <laughs> and maybe like change my life and not be drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I was through all of my twenties. Yeah, like a little. Speak. That's a great way to start this episode. You are now tuned in to Sports Bra. This is episode four of Sports Bra. We are here in Brooklyn, New York City. With the one and only Papa Willie King, extreme black man, extreme sport, <laughs> Mr. Nigel Sylvester. You guys, welcome, please, Nigel Sylvester, to the show. Do you have audio clapping and stuff? It gets inserted. Oh, Why is everybody so concerned? <laughs> Thank you, Nigel, for taking Fight with Air Auntie. Um, of course. Auntie L. Auntie L, yes, that is me. Well, Nigel, happy fucking birthday. Everybody, Nigel Incredible. turned 30 years old yesterday. Incredible. Incredible. And you were talking about being drunk in your 20s. That's oh, how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> we met and we were drunk as shit. Dude, I was twisted that night. That was a good night. That was a great night. That was a good night. We met on, we met on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> At a party. People don't dance that much in New York. People anymore, don't. No, they, need to. they don't dance, dance no more. We're going to insert that too. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like drop it so I know where to put it in. <laughs> They need to dance more. Parties. They need to dance more. I just want to go to a bashment like right now. A bashment. I see you've been t- t- churning up the fucking West Indian tunes very heavy on Instagram stories. Very. Let people know that you know that's that's there. That's I'm all about that music. All about that life. Yeah. Island all about life. It. All about it. Because your family's from Grenada. They're from Grenada, and mom and dad born and bred, and those roots run through me. Deeply. Heavy. Very. Blood boiling right now. That's it. I'm ready to. <laughs> I'm ready to hit a bashman and bust a wine one time. <laughs> oh God, one time. Oh. About to go to the block to Lovers Rock and get right. Listen, I'm going when I leave here. Shout out to Lovers Rock, our local bashman associate uh, destination. We are here. Yeah, that's the spot. Oh man, so okay, you're but you grew up in Queens. Yeah, Queens, born and bred. What part of Queens? Laurelton, Queens, to be exact. Laurelton, Queens. So. Yeah. How is a young West Indian boy getting into BMX in Queens? Was it like a scene? Did you see something? Like, how did you know you could ride a BMX bike? I didn't know, man. It was an experiment. It was like trying different things. It was seeing my older cousins having like dope ass like GT performers and mongooses and like me chasing them around the hood wanting to like ride their bikes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess, like, all those years of, like, not being able to have, like, this super dope bike, like, once I got something that was even close, I think my first, like, really official bike was a Mongoose Sniper, um, I think it was, like, 2003, I want to say, I got that joint, and I was super hyped, I thought I was a shit in the hood, brand new bike rolling around summertime, and, um, just, like, little by little, started to, like, try tricks and learn tricks. And it, it quickly went from just a pastime to a full-on addiction where, like, I needed to, like, ride my bike all the time. I wanted to learn tricks. I wanted to impress some of my friends. Um, and it was it became, like, the truest form of expression for me where, like, I felt the most comfortable. 
um, riding my bicycle. So when you like are, you know, riding your bike, do you have to leave your community, like your block to find a crew of like like-minded young boys and queens? You got to come to the city or was you just mm-hmm. like going outside riding around and people mm-hmm. like, yo, you got a BMX bike? Um, like, where did you, how did you like start to form like a community? Like, there was a community there already, man. There were a bunch of, like, young black kids in my neighborhood riding bicycles. Mm. Um, it, it even went beyond just black. It was Spanish kids. It was Asian kids. It was white kids. Like, there were, in my immediate neighborhood and even, like, the bordering neighborhoods, there were kids of all different, like, ethnic backgrounds riding bicycles. And um, just randomly being outside, like, we ride certain spots. We ride certain stair sets, certain rails, certain ledges. So, like, you'll be at a spot and a kid will roll up and you'll be like, okay, I don't really know you, but, like, you ride bikes and you, like, you share, like, the love and passion for it. So, we friends. We, we boys. Yeah. You know? And, like, you, I've formed so many friendships just from, like, bike riding and, like, I was always, like, the youngest kid in, in my neighborhood riding. And, um, I just, it was kids who were, were super dope at riding. I would, I would look up to them and follow them and, um, I was super inspired and motivated by them. And it was always that drive to, in a sense, be better than them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, learn tricks. I wanted to be able to hang and keep up with them. And I think, like, that always pushed me to learn new tricks and to, like, ride my bike from morning to night. Summertime, I'll ride my bike all, like, all day, all night. Um, and once I started to discover, like, there was an actual industry forming, like, that was formed around BMX. Yeah. Like the X Games, like the B3 contest. Um there were dudes like Matt Hoffman and Dave Mirror and Ryan Nyquist and all these dudes who were like super legends in the sport at like at that time and they still are I was just like damn like I want to be I, I want to be that it's the same way a kid would look up to Michael Jordan or look up to Peyton Manning or Cam Newton or whoever mm-hmm. you know you being a kid in the hood and wanting to be a professional athlete it's the same way I looked up to these bike dudes and I wanted to be a professional bike rider so what, like, around what age were you like, okay, I want to be a professional? Um, I got, like, that Manku sniper that I mentioned earlier, probably around, like, the age of, like, 11 or 12 years old, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I already knew I wanted to do it. At that point, I was like, yo, I want to be a professional bike rider. I want to, like, travel the world and ride my bicycle, and this is what I want to do. Like, I want to venture out just my natural curiosity as a young man in Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, cool, like where, do I, like, where do I go to meet more bike riders that are not in my immediate neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And um, I met this kid in school. I was in high school at the time. I met this kid named Therese, and he just told me about Union Square. At this point, I was like, Union Square, what the hell is that? And he told me what it was, and then like, I was like, wow, like, I got to go check it out. And that's what I did. Um, I went to Union Square after, after, like, I think I cut school or something like that, and I was like, cool, I'm going to go out there and, like, meet these other bike riders that this kid told me about. And I went, just blind faith, just, like, just not even knowing what I would meet, what I would encounter, but I, like, I got to go see for myself. And that's just, like, the curious kid in me. always wanted to understand, like, what's out there. And when I got there, like, I met, like, this... I met this community of young kids of color riding bicycles, BMX bicycles, doing tricks, and they were fucking good. Like, they they like they ranged from everything from, like, that beginner kid to pros. Pros who lived in, like, New York City riding street, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, and that, like, that day changed my life. 
Like, I would go out to the city and ride Union Square and ride different parts of the city, like, as much as I possibly can. Saturday and Sunday, for sure. After school, if I had time, I would do it for sure. It was became, like, ritual for me. I was like, I got to go out there. I got to be around this community. And they embraced me. Um, slowly, but they embraced me. Uh, it, was, it was one of those things where you have to show and prove. You have to show that you're worthy of hanging with the kids who are the most talented. You know, they, they don't just let anyone into their circle. Um, and I worked my ass off. Like, I learned as many tricks as possible. I developed my own style. Um, I did all the things I needed to do. And being around, like, these group of kids is the same reason why I got, like, my first break where this videographer who worked for Ride BMX at the, at the time, which was, like, the biggest, like, media company in BMX, um, dude named Glenn Milligan, he came to New York. He's originally from Brooklyn, but moved to California. And he came back to New York, always looking for, like, the, the new talent. And at the time, it was myself and two other kids who were, like, the next ones up. Like, we were the next in line. We were killing the city, doing our thing. We were starting to buzz. Um, and he gave us a shot. He gave... He gave me a shot to showcase my talent in this video. and What's the name of the video? Do you remember? The name of the video was called Living in Exile. And wait, what year is this? This had to be like 0405, somewhere around there. 0405, so that is what, how many years ago? It's a lot. <laughs> 12 years ago? More than that. More than 0405 is my math. Probably even 03. They, probably 04. Probably 04. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So about 13 years ago. Did your family know you were doing this, like, seriously? Or were you just like, oh, I'm just going to go hang out with my friends? Um, My brother knew I was taking it very serious. My mom and dad, rest my family, cause just thought it was, like, a pastime. Thought it was something I was just into. They didn't understand, like, the level or the... um the like the sacrifice I was making the seriousness of it they didn't really get it until way later but I mean how way later because we talked about you being butt naked and <laughs> <laughs> and then the body issue wow. google it about that. don't forget about it I forgot about the body issue man that was a moment too um I mean way later like my mom didn't really get it until I tell a story all the time she didn't really get it until she seen me on my first billboard and I was probably about 20 years old around there somewhere wow probably like yeah about like 19 20 years old I had my first billboard in New York City and that was like a moment you gotta think about it like being a BMX rider you know what I mean I signed to Nike so I turned pro when I was 18 years old which is like crazy you know like I'm I'm a kid still I can't I can't even drink it I'm I'm pretty much like a couple years into college and I signed my first professional deal Wait, you went to college? Yeah, I went to college. I went to Farmingdale University. For how long? For two years. So you're a college dropout? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the kids to stay I in school. Dropped out of college, <laughs> but you should stay in school. Um, and it was crazy. Like I had the opportunity to go to Europe um, for like a month on like a, on like on tour, and I decided to do it. I was like, listen, I'm 18 years old. No, if I was 17 at the time, I was 17 years old. I had the opportunity to go to Europe to ride for this company, this European brand. And I was like, it's rather I stay in school or I go to Europe. And I was like, I'm going to Europe. Like, and my mom was like, okay, wasn't really for it, but, and she didn't know who I was going with. She didn't know the company, but I was like, yo, mom, I'm going. Like, you're not even stopping me. I mean, you have, you're first generation American. Yeah, Yeah. your parents, you know, immigrant parents. So that 
that kind of like trying to I've talked to a lot of friends who have parents who aren't from here and they're just like trying to explain what they do mm, it is hard. <laughs> it's like yeah I don't have a real job but it's gonna pay off because <laughs> your parents like want you to go to college and have a profession of course my parents are the same way my, parents, my, my mom and dad was like cool you're gonna go to college you're gonna become an accountant or a, a lawyer or a doctor whatever the case is but you're gonna go to college you're gonna get out and you're gonna have a traditional job and you're gonna make money and have a 401k and all these different things and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go ride this bike in Europe with people you don't even know and do these bike tricks. <laughs> be back soon. I'll be back soon. And I was gone for a month. I was gone for a month. And, like, what was that like? It was incredible. It was, it was a time for me to be away. I learned a lot. I was, remember, like, I'm going to Europe to ride with a bunch of other bike riders that I've never met before in my life. I knew one kid that was going to be on the trip. I didn't know the company. I didn't know the owners of the company. I didn't know anybody. I did all the facts. It's like, yo, they got me a plane ticket. I got my passport. A couple hundred bucks in my pocket. We lit. Out. We was lit. We was gone. You know? There's no social media at this time. Like, we just out. We're going to go right out. You feel me? I think, I think it was MySpace, actually. But we was out. We was going to be. MySpace. I was, I was chasing the dream, and I would go to any extent for it. And I was, I was a blessing to be able to go to Europe at 17 years old for a month. All like all expenses paid to go ride my bicycle. You know, like I grew so much that trip. I, I was exposed to different cultures and different cuisine and I mean different language. Like I was in England for three weeks. I went to Germany for a week and I'm living a dream. Yeah. <laughs> really and truly, I'm living a dream at that point. At 17 years old, being in Europe by myself, like rolling around on my bike. You Just know. a young boy from Queens. Young young kid from Queens. So. I want to know, because when I met you, and you said, well, you were a BMX rider, and then I was like, oh, so you, like, do, like, all these events, like, X Games. That's what I was assuming, because that's all I really know. I'm not, I don't really know much about BMX. Uh, So, then I asked you, I was like, you know, why don't you compete? And you said, I don't have to. <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> I, said, I said, oh. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, did, were you competing before and you stopped? Or were you, did you just look at how it was set up and you were like, I don't really have to do this? So, like, the one, like, magical thing I would say about, like, action sports is that you don't have to compete to be considered one of the best or be at the top of your game. Like, people compete and other people just do, like, video parts. And I would always compare a video part to a musician's album. So the same way that, like, Jay-Z or P or Kanye or whoever would take, like, a year or half a year or whatever and create, like, this body of work. The same exact way that, like, action sports athlete, BMX, skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing, whatever, would take that time, we'll film a complete video part and put it out to the world. Mm -hmm. And people will watch it, analyze it, like, critique it, all these different things and kind of, like, rank you. And it's Mm kind of like this conversation that always happens because it's not a true ranking system. It's more just, like, a conversational thing amongst the community. Um... So for me, like, I competed in a couple, I competed in a few contests, like, as an amateur bike rider before I was sponsored, just local stuff, just to try it out, and because all my friends did it, Um, and that's kind of like whatever, and I competed twice, um, super early in my career, uh, just because I had the opportunity to do it, like, X Games was like, you want to be part of this contest? I was like, cool, you know, doubt, and I did it, and it was kind of like, ah, whatever, it didn't really take much from it or it's kind of just not really my thing and then I decided like I'm gonna just do this content thing I wanted to have more control over what it was that I was putting out there 
you know, I didn't want a third party in between, like, my vision or my communication with my fans and my people who are into me. And I started to just, like, do content. And lucky for me, I came up in a time where the social media and the Internet started to really boom. And I use YouTube. I use YouTube. I use Facebook. I use MySpace. I use Twitter. And, of course, Instagram now. I use all those things to build my following, to build my community, and to share my story. But you're really, like, kind of breaking new ground, I feel like, when it comes. It's not just, like, somebody outside with a camera and you just jumping off the sidewalk and rails. <laughs> like, we are here. Like, of course, your series go, which mm, is amazing. Thanks. You've done this is your fourth uh, release. You just did Dubai. Mm. So we did New York. I have a, ca- a voice cameo. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you a question, right? <laughs> when I came to it, like, I need you to record this, like... Were you just like Whatever I trust you Or was it like This kid's crazy Like No I fuck with your Listen I fuck with your vision fam Like let me tell you When I saw the last go The Dubai And you He jumps out of a fucking Plane With a BMX bike And you land in the In the (laughs) desert That shit reminded me of Puff And I've been around I've been around the (laughs) world video I said oh my nigga's really Not playing Yeah Mm -hmm. Like Puff the puff daddy of like <laughs> of BMX, it is. It was so insane to me. So when you pulled up, so for a go one New York, the first one, mm. Nigel pulled up on me. He was like, "Yo, what you doing? I need you to do something for me real quick." <laughs> pulled up on the block. It was at night too. Can't you like had a recorder like I have now? <laughs> you were like, "Say this." <laughs> And I have a voice cameo when he's coming over the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Tell him to slow down. People always laugh at that moment. It's amazing. Or slow down. Okay, mama. I sound like an old black woman because <laughs> <laughs> he needed me to be an old black woman. <laughs> and, of course, Auntie does that. She channels that best. Yeah. But, like, I, when I saw it, I remember you because you were hitting me up about, like, things you were trying to do with it, too. Before. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Because... The camera work. So, tell, go is your series is yeah. point of view camera like. Mm. Yeah, you know. so it's 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 my video series. I've been working on it for almost two years now. September 9th would be the the, the two year mark exactly from the release of the first video. Um, first of all, how did it even come to you? Like, what was it like? You were like, oh, I'm trying. I'm going to change the game. Like, I mean, like at, at that point, it wasn't necessarily changing the game. It was I wanted to create a content series. I wanted to create a new piece of content. Up to that point, I did a lot of branded content. I did a lot of third-person like videos, a lot of the similar things, like me just riding, doing tricks. I wanted to create something new. And um, I sat down with my team, Harrison Boyce, um, Jamie Sanchez. Shouts out, shouts out. Of course, shout out to the homies. Um, we sat down. Um, we were just brainstorming. We were brainstorming. Um, and throughout that brainstorming session, and going back, and I'm a very reflective thinker. I need to see something, understand it, and mm-hmm. then go back and digest it. I need to sleep on it. What's, your, what's your sign? I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. <laughs> um, and the I, I mean, like literally, I was sit, I was laying down in bed, and the idea came to me, and it started off with more of like the transitions we do for Go. That's where it, it was born. It was like. I got this idea for a transition, and then we build upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took us the entire summer of 2015 because it was an experiment. We didn't have much budget. We was kind of just trying to. And Harrison and I rode around the entire city, asking for favors, filming clips, and trying things and refilming things. And when we finally got it done, which was like right around my birthday, 2015, I had the final version of it. 
I can remember sitting at my brother's dinner and showing my two friends Dwayne and Sean the video. You know, like this shit is crazy. And I was like, "Babe, gonna put this shit up." And um, we put it out on September 9th. And I didn't know what to expect. It was an experiment. I think around the same time, I asked you to do that like voiceover for me. I was like, "Who's gonna be perfect for this scene right here?" Like, Elle's voice is gonna be perfect, you know. And that's just kind of the creative process and like understanding like the people around me, like the village around me that it takes. Yeah, because this this series is star studded. Oh my god! The Dubai one has Salt Bay. <laughs> I mean, Crazy. he's the biggest celebrity of all to me. <laughs> but you got in New York, you got Victor Cruz. Yeah, Jack, you got Victor Cruz, Jackie Cruz, you got ASAP Ferg, Mr. Flawless, a bunch of my bike riding homies. Um, and people were like really again, like similar to you, like people didn't understand what we were doing. I kind of didn't really understand, but mm-hmm. I asked for the favor, and people showed up. And, um, so, hashtag support your friends Oh my gosh It takes a village It takes a village man And like every single one of those people Every single one of those favors Like all contributed to like The end result And that video went viral And I was completely shocked by it The, the response was crazy I was like this is it was, I was overwhelmed And I didn't know what to do with it And my sponsors were all day They were all excited And I was happy And I was like cool Like this is great But I need to make sure it's not a fluke and I need to do it again. I need to prove that this is a real deal thing. And then we did LA. And I was like, I need to go bigger and better. I need to have more cameos. I need to like up the level of production. That's what we did. And we put that out. And people went crazy again. And after that, I knew we were sitting on something. I knew we had something very special. Um, and I was like, cool. Like, what, like, what do we take that side down with the team? What do we take this? Do we do another domestic city? Do it international? And the next thing that was there was Tokyo. At, at, at that point, I was like, I want to go around the world from east to west. So if you, if you see the path going right now, like New York, L.A., Tokyo, Dubai, it's on this one. It's on like this like linear path around the world. And the goal is to go, the goal is to go around the world. And it ends. Go around the world. <laughs> go around the world. And, it will, and the same way New York started with me, my nephew playing in a park in Queens, it's going to end in Queens. You know, and the fact of like the idea of like this BMX rider from Queens with this big dream rider's bike around the world, that's the backbone of go. Like, I want to take my bicycle and ride my bike around the world. Okay, so then take me, we're about to close out, but I need to know, because go Dubai, when did you put that out? Like, it was like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, two weeks from yesterday. And are the views like crazy? Uh, are they. Uh, they, we did, we did. We y'all did. did numbers. We did numbers. We did 14 million views on Facebook. Yowzax. <laughs> yeah, insane. I can't believe the, the traction and the response, the feedback has been crazy. Like, I think it's a unanimous decision that this is the best one yet. And for the past, like, year and a half, everyone's like, LA is cool, Tokyo was dope, but New York is my favorite. But after seeing Dubai, people are like, yo, nah, Dubai is the best one yet, so. I mean, just talk about my favorite scene of all. I'm still screaming. I yelled. We were in the Apple store at the screening. <laughs> and I'm like, he jumped out of a fucking plane. Wait, did you ask? That, like, happened. Yeah. What was that like? It definitely happened. It was, I mean, wh- wh- what was the prep to jump out of a plane with a bike? It was insane, man. Like, I, like, I knew I was going to jump out of the plane with the bike from when I wrote Go Tokyo. So last year, like... 
September when I was writing Go Tokyo, I already knew that I had to jump out of the plane for Dubai. That was next. Yeah, because like I write, I write the entire script, the entire treatment for the video, and I was like, I'm gonna end Tokyo, we jump out of the plane, I'm gonna start Dubai. I'm gonna end Tokyo, we're riding to the plane, I'm gonna start Dubai, we're jumping out of the plane. So almost a year ago, I knew that I was gonna jump out of that plane. You writing. You're writing the treatments. Yeah, I write the treatments. You're not just doing the, nah, the trick. You're not just on the bike. That's that's the thing about it too. Where we talk about just like production and, and and black film. Where like I write the treatment, I produce the entire video. The camera's on me. I film the entire thing. You know. You hear that? <laughs> that's why I talk about doing it his way. It's DIY. You know, um, I have a great team around me. Um, Harrison Boyce and Jamie Sanchez. Um, but a lot of it falls on me and. I like the process. I like the creative process, being able to think of an idea, and ideas come to me all at the time. Like, I may be driving, I may be riding, I may be sitting in the crib, and I'll see something, I'll think of it, oh, cool, let me try this, and then ends up in a video six months later. Um, but the process of jumping on the plane was crazy because I knew I had to do it a year and a half. A year prior, I was like, cool, I have to set myself up for this, and, like, it didn't hit me till we were really, like, on the jetway, like having to like do it, we like, we we went we went the day before, a couple of days before we went to the skydiving spot, and we were like, cool, like this is what we want to do. We had a little pre pro meeting, and then we came back a few days later, and then um, like we like put the harness on me. He's pouring champagne. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we put the harness on. We like the like the instructor and I like went through the process, um, and then we went back. I think it was like six in the morning. We jumped, and was it one take? <laughs> dude, it was it was two takes. <laughs> I jumped twice. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I jumped twice. We, we we put the harness on. I'm 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 in the plane with like twelve other um, skydivers. They all jump before me. And, like, it's crazy, like, going up and people just talking, being super nonchalant. I'm up there, like, just thinking about getting a shot. I'm like, I got to get this shot. Like, I don't want to do this again. The first time I did it. Um, and it's seeing people just, like, jump out of a plane. They're just jumping out one by one. I'm like, what? Until there's no, nobody left in the plane. And, like, we're in there. I'm with my, with my tandem instructor. And we walk to the door. I prop the bike up the right way. And he just goes, like, ready? go and then we just like jump out the plane dude and my bike's in my hand and the thing about it though is like he never jumped with someone with a bicycle mm. so it was a first for him a first time for me um and it was one of the most like exhilarating moments and feelings in my life I couldn't believe it like it was so fun it was so fulfilling um and I wasn't scared because I was so concerned about getting the shot. Like, this video is so important to me. And you can ask the people who are in the field with me, whether it's Harrison or Jamie or whoever's helping us produce the video at the time. Like, I'm so focused on getting, like, the shot. I'm so focused on it being perfect because I want, when people watch it, I want the visual and the, and the experience to be, like, nothing else they've ever seen. And I think we've done a really good job at doing that. But that happens, like, in the filming process first. Like, it must be perfect. I'll shoot something 20 times just to get it right, to make sure the feeling's right. And that was one of those shots where, like, we had to do it a second time because it wasn't right the first time. Yeah. And we got it right, and it felt right. And the reaction at the Apple Store for the premiere, I knew we got it right when people 
seen it and then the reaction on social media with people like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook like yeah that was crazy and just opening their video with such an impactful scene um, made it all right there go watch it (laughs) (laughs) go watch it go watch it right now go watch all of them New York LA Tokyo Dubai watch the progression watch the progression Go is also a movement. It's There's a, merch. There's merch. I got jewelry now. Got jewelry mm-hmm. now. Bling it. <laughs> we out here. You know, and we got we got stickers. <laughs> got stickers. <laughs> there's a speaker you can too. I'm yeah, looking at a speaker. Yeah, there's like Beats by Dre pills. There's all different type of things. Like it's it's a it's growing. growing. Thing. So it's growing. this is this is only the beginning. This is only beginning. This is not the infant stage, but it's the ba- It's still a baby and. Toddler. It's a toddler. Continue to grow up. Thank you, Nigel Sylvester, for taking flight with Air Auntie on Sports Bra. <laughs> Thank you so much, Al. I appreciate you. We have reached the parting shots portion of our show. Sean Salisbury, a football analyst, exposing mega church pastor Joel Olstein. Right now, obviously, Hurricane Harvey is just ravishing the city of Houston, sending love to Houston. Um, But Joel Olsen has a church, a humongous church, seats about, I think, 16,000. And usually the doors of the church are open, but they are not. He has stated that the church was flooded and uh, inaccessible for people to take shelter. Sean Salisbury, an American hero, walked up to the front of the church the front steps of the church, exposing that there is no flood, that the church is indeed in mint condition and could be used as shelter. Joel Olstein, WWJD, this is not what Jesus would do. We're also still, uh, we're going to toss our George Foreman girls. I need you to call your moms, your grandmas, your aunties. Just throw those George Foreman girls away. Man. Even though he backtracked on his statements about Colin Kaepernick. We still cannot stand for this uh, this statement that we have a good president. George Foreman is also canceled, added to the list of heroes that continue to disappoint us. But can you really trust anybody who names all of their children after themselves? Um, thank you for listening to episode four of Sports Bra. Until next time. Right quick, broke boys get fixed. Right quick, nice Sylvester with these bike flips. Uh, that's a full cab in the backflip. Uh, sidebar.